Welcome to the Challenging the Way We Age podcast, hosted by the Mavericks of Senior Living, Francis and Catherine, focusing on creativity, ingenuity, and inspiration to educate and inspire changes in the senior experience, breaking the status quo. We want to thank our supporters, Assured Assisted Living, Serenity App, Sevens Home Care, and Sevens Residential Memory Care. Now get ready for the next episode. Hey, you Mavericks, thanks for joining us this morning. We have a great guest with us this morning, Corky Kyle from the Kyle Group. Corky, welcome. Thank you. It's been great. It's been a while since I've been on the air. Huh? Has it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And of course, Francis Legassi is here. Yes, yes. So Our, uh, we're excited. We've been here at um, Colorado Assisted Living Association's Fall Conference right here in Aurora. Uh, it has been going on for the last two days. And they have a spring conference as well, too, correct? Correct. Okay, so um, stay tuned. Start following them. And the website again, Kathy, is? Kala, C-A-L-A, online.org. Go check it out. And they have information-packed sessions going on here today and yesterday as well. And Corky, you are the president of the Kala organization? I am the chief executive officer of Colorado Assisted Living Association. All right. So tell us more about that. Tell tell our audience about your background, who you are, what brought you to this place in life. Well, (laughs) (laughs) the many roads. About five words. No. (laughs) Um, It all started. uh, My whole career, for the most part, has been in association management and public policy. And then decided it was time to go ahead and take a bigger interest and make my full-time charge um, representing people in the legislature. So I've been a professional lobbyist for 38 years, since 1981, as well as I've been in the association management business for a little over 40 um, I'm a certified association exec. There's 4,400 of us in the country. So how did you come to Kala, Colorado Asso- Assisted Living Association? And Peter, tell us a little bit about Kala and what, what the uh, goal is. Uh, great. Peter Brissett, who is on my team, handles all our IT stuff and all that for the Colorado Assisted Living Association. He heard about me, asked me to come be a speaker at his sales pro breakfast. So I roll in there on a Friday morning and do a whole thing about government affairs. And that's how I got involved with Kala. They had some issues and they needed somebody to go ahead and represent them as a lobbyist. Because I started out as their lobbyist first before taking over everything. Being okay. their exec and lobbyist. Okay. Now, the Colorado Assisted Living Association goes ahead and represents, for the most part, the uh, the majority of the small homes, assisted living homes in Colorado. Fifty um, percent of our membership is twenty beds or less. Interesting. And the other half is twenty-one beds or more. Okay. But the bulk of there are four hundred and thirty-six small homes that fit that category that are licensed. We have 672 licensed assisted living homes in Colorado. Correct, okay. And over 50% are small homes. It's almost it's 75 close, right? 44 out of 6, basically. It sounds like exactly. take. Wow, yeah. I didn't realize it was that big of a number. As a result of that, there's never been a real active voice for small homes. Right. And that's why Cala was created. Now, it was created back in 1982. I came in in... 2004, 2005. Okay. So that's 
but they've, they've grown because of the need for that representation. The big box places, the ones that got 100 plus beds, um, they've got the resources to go ahead and handle their things. There's other associations that represent assisted living groups. We've got the Colorado Healthcare Association mm -hmm. that does nursing homes as well as assisted living. Correct. And we have Leading Age, which represents the big box, but also the nonprofit um, mm -hmm. assisted living. Mm -hmm. And so you've got th those, the three of us are playing in this market, although we are representing the bulk of the industry sub as a small homes. Is that where you want to be your niche per se? Is that in that sub 19 to 20 or is it just happened to fall there? Well, we started out that way. Okay. And as things have changed, we've recognized that we've got to be more resourceful mm -hmm. and that we've got to address a bigger audience to bring into our membership. Right. So that we better represent the industry as a whole. I like that. Do you think that becomes a challenge though because the needs of a smaller box like let's say an eight or 12 or 16 bed is different than a hundred plus box at all absolutely I mean, okay so the you have difficulty some challenges is, <laughs> and that's the that's the issue that's why we're having um the issue is on that the smaller homes the owners end up being wearing they're the head cook and bottle washer right they literally do everything for that home right yep so their time is not their own. They do not have much time to spend on outside activity. Mm -hmm. It gets even scarier when they decide on which market that they are going to go ahead and play in, whether they're going to play in Medicaid right. or they're going to do private pay. Mm -hmm. Now, private pay is, is lucrative from the standpoint you get to charge what you want to charge to cover your expenses and put a little money in your pocket right. as well as... Um, provide a, a very nice place for that resident. Mm -hmm. You get over into those homes that specialize in Medicaid, they can only get 2600 bucks a month. Mm -hmm. You can't ask for more. You can't do anything. You get 2600 bucks a month, and that doesn't cover expenses. No. And so if you're a small home and you've got six Medicaid, you are scrambling. Right. The biggest concern is that... Um, these are going to go away. Interesting. And then what's, what's going to go away? Medicaid beds continue to drop. Okay. Why would I want to have an assisted living home that takes care of Medicaid? I just realized there's different fire regulations for Medicaid versus what the Department of Health has. Like the like your wow. local. I don't that? know. That you can, no, it's 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 all over the board. Can, There's no coordination there isn't. of uh, any of this, but this is this is it. But do you think we're going to see a change with Medicaid? If we can kind of get more into your lobby experience here, do you think we're going to ever have like a tiered Medicaid program or where acuity matters for your reimbursement, or is it going to be like oh, this is what it is? Deal with it. Well, first of all, Medicaid's the feds. Okay, that's the federal government. Nothing happens very quickly, but, but, <laughs> and um, until true, we can, until and keep in mind with Medicaid, the state determines what the payment is going to be. Oh, I didn't know that. The state says this is how much we're going to contribute to Medicaid, huh. and then the feds match it. Huh? There are uh, states out there that pay more than twenty six hundred dollars. Oh, so it's all over. It's what the state agrees to go ahead and do. Now Colorado's notorious. They don't want taxes. They don't want increases. They don't want any of this. So we have a very low Medicaid level rate. Interesting. Even though we got a 25% increase in that rate, mm -hmm. 
um, two years ago. And the unfortunate thing is, is that we just had a set of new rules and regs come into existence. <laughs> and as a result of all the new requirements and those uh -huh. rules and regs, that has eaten into that 25% increase. Mm -hmm. And there's not a whole lot left over. Mm -hmm. Even to allow them to say that, yeah, we made a little profit this right. month. So it's a real dilemma. And will it change quickly? Not anytime soon. Great. <laughs> Which is why you better find a long-term care plan and so that you can go to private pay. At the government level, are, are we recognizing that, especially in Colorado, that our seniors, some of them haven't saved very well as the previous generation, the current generation that's aging? Are we having these wake-up calls that we need to do more as a society to better honor those that are less fortunate that are older? Because I believe Medicaid and private pay base level care should be identical. That the only time, and then you can a la carte it after that, but right now I feel there's a large discrepancy in care quality between Absolutely, the two. and that's that's free enterprise. And that's, that's the way it works. Right. And um, have people saved enough? Absolutely not. Have people thought about it? Of course. Right. But when it comes to raising families, children, sure. yep. sending Priorities. them to school, and going through recessions, mm. uh, the unknown is a great is true. Is what we all do. That's right. It's the great do. unknown. Exactly. So we don't know what it, it is. Um, I would say too that long-term care insurance does not have a good reputation. So people have not necessarily put money into long-term care insurance because it it has a reputation of being a scam that it costs more than it actually pays out or that you can't utilize it in some way because of some fine print somewhere so people haven't really looked to that so if they don't have savings and they don't have long-term care insurance they have medicaid no they have their sons and daughters yeah that's true the family basement. see yeah. i have four children <laughs> my wife have already we've already told them so when the time comes, we're going to rotate. rotate. You get a quarter oh, each that's year. Nice. Okay? That's actually going to go to daughter for yeah. three months. Yeah. This son for three months. Right. This son for three months. This son for three months. And then maybe we'll wander away. <laughs> right. But, I mean, obviously, I think there is going to be a bigger role of family in all of this. I'm not sure about whether or not long-term care is a viable product. There was a time when that was a very hot product. That was very inexpensive, and those that got in on it early definitely had some that huge. Must have been a sweet spot. Been, oh, so my that's God. good. That's, so, that's good. And but I you don't hear it being used now. now. But they're different, right? Yeah. Well, and they're getting right. cut. I mean, more people are they're cutting the the long term care insurance from a lot of the providers. There's very few insurance companies that are offering long term care. I think that's right. Because right I think there are options to well, put a rider on a life insurance and things yeah. now that didn't exist before. Yeah. What is your biggest challenge as a lobbyist? Because I feel like right now we're, we're ha we have these talks, but we don't have them. A lot of people aren't taking it seriously that we have this uh, financial issue for our seniors. My biggest difficulty is when I work with associations is getting them to understand that being involved in the political, legislative, and regulatory process is a must. Interesting. Because if you don't, then you die. Wow. Government controls the quality of your life and the health of your business. And it doesn't matter. I mean, it's there. You voted the people in. Right. You're a registered voter. You may have voted. You voted. I hope you voted. I voted. And I've already put my vote in. 
Mm-hmm. I've already done my the mail. mail. I, I, love I the just mail. got my ballot. I, I got my ballot. I got my ballot two days ago. Yeah. Yeah. So I got that in. Yeah. So it's getting them to realize the significant value that can be created once you establish yourself in this process. Hmm. Because we have a hundred legislators in Colorado. Okay. We've got sixty-five representatives and thirty-five senators. Those people don't know who we are. And that can be said for any industry, okay? If you're a bricklayer, there's an association of bricklayers. There's electricians, same thing. There's podcasters. But those people, when stuff, when legislation is um, initiated and introduced, where are they going to go to get that information? They're going to come to me. And by me, I mean the lobbying group. Right, right. Because... We are the information source. Now, keep in mind, we have term limits in Colorado, and those people only get to stay there eight years. You know how many years? Well, I just told you how many years I've been there. A lot of years. 38 years. (laughs) So who's got the the institutional memory as well as what the culture is? Oh, that's a good point. That's that's us. Okay. And so as a result of that, we can go ahead and we become resources for the legislators because we can tell them what worked and what didn't work. Oh, yeah. And um, we can tell them, yeah, good luck with that, because that ain't going to fly. Or <laughs> this, yeah, if you tweak it here and there, and if you go talk to these people. But uh, but that's what a lobbyist does. It is a purveyor of information. And um, um, they're like a um, facilitator. Interesting. Okay. I can get them over here to talk to these people. Or over here and talk to these people just so they can get their information. But I also have the responsibility for my client to provide a strong enough argument, depending on what they want done with the legislation, to make that legislator change the status quo, because that's what it boils down to. Is the public policy that's created is just a change in the status quo in which we operate. And legislators will not change their mind if they don't feel... That it's a legitimate argument that we need to change the status quo for the better. Wow. Okay. And so Hmm. you ask the question, there's the long answer to it. No, I didn't realize. I guess I never thought of policy as changing the status quo. But when you say it that way, it makes a lot of sense. That is what it is. Yeah. Really making an impact. And then they have to think through, obviously, all the possible unintended consequences before they can vote for it. Right. Because then you're stuck with it until the next round of people come Absolutely. through and try to challenge it. That that makes perfect sense. So what would you like to see challenged or changed? Yeah. I mean, like just obviously you have a wealth of knowledge first off in this long, amazing history. What would you personally or even from a lobby standpoint like to see changed? Or is that, a loaded, or is that, a, or is that a loaded question? <laughs> is that in down. the assisted living? Yes. We'll stick to uh, assisted uh, living uh, for uh, you. Yeah. Just make it simple. <laughs> well, first of all, I'd like to see less regulation. Okay. Um, we don't need it. Okay. Um, it's gotten to the point where things are being micromanaged. All right. And it's really not being done for the betterment of business. There's only one perspective, and they use that to look at from the standpoint of the residents. So and, that, and that's the legitimate perspective to look from. But if there's no place where that resident can go because they've just been regulated out of business, what good is it going to do? It's a great argument. Okay. So I'd like to see less regulation. Okay. I'd like to see maybe a tiered system of legislation here in Colorado that handles the 19 or fewer beds. Oh. And then the third, let's say, 
60 to, to 30 20 or so, yeah. and then above. Interesting. Several states do that. That would be cool. I'd like to see us get back to and re-implement and put a segment in the statute, in Chapter 7 uh-huh. of the Assisted Living, that says before any legislation can be done, an analysis with the business community that it uh, will affect will be done. That's awesome. Now, right now, when legislation is done, you can ask for a financial evaluation, but only from the standpoint of what that means, what it's going to cost the state, not the individuals that are affected oh, by see, it. I thought it was. I thought it was an actual financial no. of the interesting. So, are there any states doing that now? No. Okay, so we could be the first. We could be the first. Huh. Um, I, I, that was a, that was that was quick. There may be. Okay. There may be, but Maybe not that I'm aware of. I'm going to agree with Court. I have not heard of any that revolutionary where they're actually okay. listening to the operators and, yeah. and 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 analyzing how it affects them. It's really all about what does it cost the state. That seems to be the recurring thing for these regulations. The one too. lens that they can go through because well, it's a lot that's to perfect. collaborate. The perfect ex- well, no, example. No, what bothers me the most is I love our surveyors. But we have to mold to their opinion, not what's necessarily the right not thing no. to do. Okay. Well, the right thing to do, but also okay. what the regs are actually written as. They're trained a certain way to interpret. And now we get into the interpretation yeah. battle, which then all of a sudden you have to get an attorney involved. Because if you're trying to interpret a gray area, that costs everybody a lot of money. Yeah. So one other thing is the area and liability. Oh, um, okay. Uh, within the last couple of years, we've seen the general liability for... The assisted living homes go up to almost 50 percent. Right, and we just got notification that one of the insureds that does the most of the general liability for assisted is going up twenty percent this year. And so, and the reason for that is is because of the number of lawsuits that are happening. Correct. By the trial attorneys. So here, the trial attorneys have found another, another golden goose that they're plucking. Yes, sir. They're notorious for doing this. Yes, sir. I totally. Back in 1992, we rewrote the workers' comp law to limit um, the damages that could be done. Oh. As well as that same year, or the next year, we did a complete tort reform issue here in Colorado okay. that limited that, which finally brought workers' comp people back into the state because our environment was so hideous, um, all because of the trial attorneys. <laughs> Unbelievable. And so I'd like to see, we have to do something there to limit, put a cap on what they can sue for for the um, assisted living homes. So there's a lot of things there that you're challenging, which I think are all really great. And I think it needed to. Yeah, and there, there's a couple things that I'm thinking about. One, the very first thing that you talked about, less regulation, my first reaction was, what about the residents? And yet, I can actually relate that to, I'm on the board for my homeowners association. Oh, you're which a is, brave woman. Well, <laughs> I would never do that. Yeah, I don't think I'll be running you, Did again. you have mimosas or something? I think I, I, think I had been drinking, you, I'm yeah, not sure. Okay. She has a good heart, that's what happened. I, I oh do, I God. care about Otherwise, Oh, or she had a big ass that, up here that's for right. sucker. That, that, that's possible, too. And, and the one thing I have learned uh, is that there are so many rules and regulations in place for us that the idea is to do no harm, to, right. to not 
to make it so difficult to make change that you really have to want that change, but it's designed to do no harm. And I think that's the perspective there, but it's doing more harm. And that's the unintended consequence of having too many rules. And you're saying they were designed right? to prevent harm, but they're really doing more harm because of the unintended yes, consequences you. and the micromanagement of yes, all sir. this stuff. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. And that's and notoriously that true. And, and that's why we need to roll them back. Yeah. I think for every new law, we ought to get rid of 20. Ooh, yeah, that would be well, interesting. We, that would be interesting. So that that's, a be, that's a good there challenge. There we go. Challenge like, stated. Yes. For <laughs> that's every a good You're a brave woman to be on a Oh, I, I, my term's almost done. I'm good. When I think to... Just like sticking pins in your eyes. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. About... Yeah. About assisted living, you know, I, I always try to look at it from the family perspective because that's the viewpoint that I can relate to personally. And I think that I can see as a family member all of the rules and regulations in place and how they're hindering. So even as a family member, I can get behind. Let's have less regulation. This is, this is about the people that we care for, the people that we love, and you're making it difficult for the people we've hired to do their job. To do what I hired them to do. I would argue, too. What if you could make it more affordable? Well, <laughs> that would be nice. But what if you could, though? Because well, you're because less Well, no, because of what you're needing, the extra layers you need now to handle all the new regulations. Are you having to hire an additional one or two people that are not actually care-driven, but they're policy or process-driven that are just sitting or there? refocus those people mm -hmm. onto things like customer service, like um, family mm -hmm. communication. It's not a bad idea, but we need to reduce staff because of the fact that We're the overhead, where it, yeah. it's, again, yeah. it's the rules and regs. Not yeah. that it, I want to take anybody's job away but you really only want to have those people are necessary to go ahead and let you do the job that you're supposed to do correct yes sir and this is so one-sided now I, I may this may come across very cold my wife says i have a cold eye <laughs> but the reality of this is if there's no homes for somebody to take care of mom or dad doesn't matter what the rigs are good yeah. luck yeah, yeah. I, I, and i'm a firm believer and kathy's heard me say this is i think what we have today in our current senior living model is broken and that in 10 years it's not going to be what it is today. Yeah. We have to make drastic changes Absolutely. now. And we're Absolutely. already we're already outdated. I think what we're building today and what we think we are good today is outdated already and no one wants to talk about that. I I'm a firm believer that we're we're too complacent in what we're doing. Mm -hmm. True. Mm -hmm. And it True. scares me. So if we don't make changes or if it takes a really long time, what do you see the future as being if we don't get some of these things done soon? What, what does it look like even in Well, my big concern years? is that we're going to continue to lose Medicaid, mm. regardless of the fact. There will be more people that have to use Medicaid right. than people that can afford private pay. It's just the way life is. Yep. There's those that have done really, really well in life and planned and all that. And, 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 there's, and there's the average person. Mm -hmm. God love them. They've done everything that they could possibly do. And they're still... And it's just the luck of the draw. Right. Just the luck or, of the or draw. Or they're okay for a couple years, maybe not 15 years. Right. That, again, right. it's, so it's going to be there. And that's that's where that's where it needs to focus. Now, how are you going to do that? In Colorado, you can't do it with more taxes. I don't know what the answer is to that. It's, it's creative, collaborative solution that has to bring multiple people that are outside the industry. Yeah. Yep. No ifs, ands, or buts. Yeah. 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 
Oh, there's so much to talk about oh in God, this I industry, but we really, really appreciate the insight and information. So tell us a little bit about the Colorado Assisted Living Association. Obviously, to maintain our, our lead in the government affairs arena, um, uh, also in the education arena with our conferences, also with our um, online education that we have. We are problem solvers and so we want the association to be a problem solver for the assisted living people that are practicing in Colorado. Right. And those are the big, big issues. We also want to look at uh, maybe some more in uh, programs, i.e. Um, better health care programs, uh, property and casualty programs, and help the members through their membership to be able to have maybe a little more coverage, a little less premium, and uh, go from there. Cool. So those are the things that we started to talk about. Tell us a little bit about the Kyle Group and how people can find you. Well, the Kyle Group, you can find us on the Internet, on the web, <laughs> at thekylegroup.com. Kyle Group is a professional lobbyist firm that represents associations and businesses before the Colorado legislature, before regulatory agencies, and at local government, city councils, and so on like that. We help change public policy one way or the other. Um, we're facilitators. Um, we can, we're educators. And uh, that's what the Cow Group's all about. Excellent. Well, we really enjoyed our conversation yes. with this you. This was fun, guys. You, yeah, got, you, 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 might have to have you might have to have you back on to dive. Yeah. There's a lot. We like barely scratched the surface yeah. of some of that. I'd love so to come so back. Yeah. That would be great. Um, okay. So we appreciate it. And uh, thank you for what you're doing at Kala. It's yeah. so needed. And, and thank, thank you. you for the uh, thank you. continued efforts to have a voice for you know, especially those smaller assisted living facilities and also for our seniors that are maybe the low income. Because I think that's often they get lost in the and noise. So thank you very, very much. Very, very true. And thank you for all your uh, making the people aware of us. Great. Absolutely. It's, awesome. it's, yes. our, it's, honor. it's our honor. Yep. Yeah, so. All right, you. guys. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks for listening. The Mavericks want to hear from you. Visit us on Facebook and Instagram at Mavericks of Senior Living or MavericksofSeniorLiving.com and leave us your comments, questions, and ideas for future podcasts.